It's the Underpowered Hour. On this week's show, we talk about Range Rover Lost and Found, a brand new Trek Defender. And then we're joined by Jeff from Seriously Series to talk about crossing Australia in vintage Land Rovers. And now, here's the show. Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Stephen Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about my cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or check us out on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I'm the ratty horsehair jump seat to Stephen's power-folding third-row bench seat, I'm the moldy, collapsed lump of podcasting, Ike Goss. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram, at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, this uh, week in the news, I don't know if you heard about this, but a gentleman in Toronto, uh, and that's how Americans say it, is Toronto. That's true. Uh, We say Toronto. Uh, up in Canada, but uh, Toronto uh, had uh, a Range Rover stolen recently, mm-hmm. as, as will happen. It's an expensive car, right? Nice car. Yeah. People like to steal those. Uh, so he replaced that Range Rover with an identical, identical Range Rover. Same car. Same car. It was the same car. And uh, even though he placed his key, apparently at the end of the day, uh, in a Faraday box, which is uh, a box that blocks radio signals so that people couldn't copy the radio signals of his keys, which to me seems like an insane thing to do. But it didn't help because his his second Range Rover was still stolen. Wow. But fear not. He, he had no less than three Apple AirTags inside Whoa. He was serious. <laughs> Just in case the first two failed, uh, he would still be good. Um, but hey, you know, we joke, but he was able to recover the Range Rover because of the AirTags and apparently a bunch of other cars that were stolen and uh, and like hidden at a metal recycling plant in Scarborough, Ontario. If you've ever been to Scarborough, Ontario, that, Ontario, that, 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 make, that, that checks out. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he was able to, re- to recover it. It just seems like, I don't know. You know, to have two Range Rovers still, like maybe don't maybe don't park there anymore. I don't know where he's parking, but maybe that's maybe that's yeah, not a good spot. I thought he parked at his house. Maybe he shouldn't live there anymore. Yeah. I, you know what I use as my Land Rover anti theft device? And what's that? I just drive a series Land Rover. No one, yeah. no yeah. one wants to steal that. Yeah, I I often uh, leave the keys uh, in my uh, in mm-hmm. my Land Rover, and uh, the doors. I mean, they don't even lock. The lo- the locks don't work, and uh, and many of them just don't don't have door tops or anything on them. Uh, but good luck starting it. You know, I feel like if you can start it and you can drive mm-hmm. it, you deserve to have it. One time, I uh, I I did leave my Land Rover series Land Rover unlocked. And uh, I, I parked it in sort of a, a not as good neighborhood. And uh, when I when I came back, mm-hmm. somebody had left another series Land Rover next yeah, to mine. Yeah, yeah, that's what that you'll have that. Yeah, with a note on it that said, "Please take this." <laughs> Just please take this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think that um, you know it's one of those things where uh, you know it's uh, it's how they pass from owner to owner. If you can steal it, I think you deserve to have it. Good luck. In- enjoy. 
enjoy (laughs) you know um i do know a a friend it it was a jeep uh it was not a uh, it was not a land Rover, but it was a very old jeep very old jeep it was a you know middle middle uh middle 60s uh jeep Mm -hmm. and uh, someone did steal it uh from in front of his house and crashed it into a car uh, down the street like about a mile away uh because they had absolutely no idea how to drive it and the brakes were absolute garbage terrible (laughs) so in trying to steal it and the funny thing is is it, it because it, it it sort of t-boned a parked car at the end of a of a, of a you know a t intersection the jeep was fine and actually wouldn't didn't hurt it at all it, it i think totaled the car it ran into uh but the the jeep was fine he uh he just he drove it home it was no big uh, it was no big deal that and, that reminds me kind of of a, a theft story uh you know that happened to me i don't uh, have a lot of things stolen but one time my neighbor calls me and he says one of your fuel cans is sitting in my yard hmm and I, I walked down there, and it was actually a NATO steel yeah. water can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked my neighbor, I said, what, uh, what happened? Did you see, you know, how this got there or who took it from my – you know, I left it in the back of my land room. Yeah. Somebody took yeah, it sure. out. Yeah. And he said, yeah, some kids, uh, you know, they, they pulled up and uh, they took your can out of your truck, and then they filled their car up. With the uh, contents of the uh, the can, and then uh, they drove about a block, and then it uh, stopped running, <laughs> and then they pushed it away. And so, uh, yeah, they filled up their car with water. With, with and water, I got my can back, and I got an entertaining story out of it. So yeah, I feel like that's a win win. Actually, that uh, that'll five teach you. Ga- I lost five gallons of water. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's too yeah. bad. That's too, that's bad. too bad. Now, speaking of losing five gallons of water, uh, the uh, brand new. The brand new uh, Land Rover Defender uh, is apparently there's a, a class action a lawsuit over uh, some flaws uh, with the uh, with the windshield that they uh, they are not apparently uh, great. I mean, famously, my Discovery, the Discovery Five that Liza and I had, had the very famous. Uh, leaking windshield where mm-hmm. when you came to a stop, the dome light would leak water. Similar Ooh. to, uh, I had a Series 3 that did that as well. I had a military, nice. uh, and a military uh, truck cab, uh, Series 3, the same thing. When you when you stopped hard, a little bit of water would come out of the dome light, would kind of slosh out of the dome it's light. It's not a flaw, you. it's a feature. Yeah, it's if, a feature. If, it's, if it's been happening for 50 years, it's yeah. a feature. So it was nice that in a, uh, in a brand new Land Rover uh, that that happened. But, uh, you know, uh, funny enough, um, you know, we as, as people have probably seen on uh, on uh, social media, uh, we got a uh, uh, we finally got our new uh, defender, which was uh, one of the Trek uh, defenders used in the uh, in the 2021 Land Rover Trek uh, event uh, mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Uh, apparently, the one that Lindsey Vaughn and Joe uh, took uh, pictures with. Uh, no way! Oh, nice. No, no way of corroborating that story, but uh, but according to our, uh, you know, uh, some some friends at Land Rover, that's uh, that's the, mm-hmm. I think they tell everybody that. Though. They probably tell everybody that. Tell now, everybody. now you were on a leadership panel with Lindsay, were you not? I uh, I was on an adjacent panel with Lindsay. I do know her, and uh, we were at that event together. She's very nice, and uh, yeah, we were we were at the same. Yes, we were we were on adjacent panels. Uh, I, I was on right before Wyclef John. Well, next time you guys hang out or have tea or whatever, maybe you could have her. Just sign it, and then it give you and a little more legitimacy. Once and for all, yeah. Once and for all. Next yeah. time I see her, I'll uh, yeah. I'll put that story it. to bed. Yeah, Land Rover did a great little piece of marketing around uh, that uh, event with Lindsay Vaughn and her team. Um, and unfortunately, I don't remember the other two ladies that were with her. But uh, one was an automotive journalist, and the other uh, was another uh, high performance athlete. And uh, they 
they did super good. They were beat only by uh, the uh, some uh, YouTube uh, YouTubers. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> like automotive YouTubers, which is you know I don't know. I feel like they. Uh, I, I would recheck that math. I, it doesn't. I kind of feel like an Olympian and like another high performance athlete and stuff. I, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know. I feel like there is some. This this reminds me of a, a, a recent suggestion that I heard, which is uh, the Olympics would be far more entertaining if it was just like a random draw, mm-hmm. and you just got like random people who you just had to do it. Yeah. yeah. You just mm-hmm. had to. Do, you were chosen by your country at random to represent like, them. Like uh, the Hunger Games, sort of. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. with luge. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I think I would do it. I would Open do it. Open water swimming. Yeah, let's just totally. do it. I mean, you know, what's what's to stop us from uh, uh, creating a competitive Olympics? Uh, you know, a competitor to the Olympics that is uh, truly amateur. I love it. Uh, you know, yeah, I think so. I anyway, it. so at the end of the day, a great, uh, a fantastic, love the new Defender, and I have loved it for some time, which I know will make Dixon very uh, upset with me, uh, but that's all right. Um, I, I don't mind. I'll, I'll take it. Um, the uh, only problem is we, uh, we, we ha- it was delivered on Friday. We yeah. immediately uh, left to come up here with it, and, and we've been camping and stuff all week uh, um, up through uh, Northern California and, and up here into Oregon, and it's been great. We've done a bunch of off-roading and stuff with it. It definitely has seen more off-road driving in the first 2,000 miles, probably, than most uh, most new defenders do, um, and uh, windshield is broken. <laughs> we've had it for 48 hours, and we broke yeah. the windshield. You know, maybe there's something to that. Yeah, I got to jump into that class action lawsuit. I I guess it. uh, We did. uh, We did break the shit out of the windshield. Um, But uh, we've had it repaired at least enough now to get back down to California. And then uh, I did buy the windshield uh, insurance. Oh, lucky! That'll pay for itself. Uh, The uh, fine people at Land Rover said uh, you you really should get the windshield insurance. And uh, I guess yeah, that uh, that they weren't wrong. Yeah. Anyways, it's a great car. I think uh, Ike Eliza has been talking about doing a uh, a Top Gear style review of the uh, new Defender Trek, I like the it. Uh, classic uh, Camel Trophy Discovery, Ooh. and of course the undisputed King of Land Rovers, the G Four Freelander. What? I think we're going to do a three way head to head of uh, of each vehicle to see uh, which one is the most capable, which one is the most mm-hmm. comfortable, which one is the most practical, economical, um, and uh, and just stupid, and which one is the stupidest one. And I think so, we know. Uh, I think, yeah, we, I think know. we know too. I think we know too. And whichever uh, one you're driving, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm going to back it into at least three or four things. Uh, you know, no matter no matter what, even with all those cameras and everything on the new Defender, I, I'm sure I'm going to back it into. Something Speaking else. of cameras and footage, uh, uh, I hear that there's a, there's a, a film that has uh, been suppressed. <laughs> you know, a Land Rover film that is is uh, you know people are clamoring for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. What what exactly is that? Well, like I think you're referring to uh, as as uh, as listeners will remember from uh, weeks past, uh, the Widowmaker, uh, Chris and I's uh, forklift uh, over uh, there at the uh, Bears Collection Workshop, uh, is uh, the worst, the worst forklift uh, of uh, of all time, and uh, the handbrake does not work very well, and uh, parking it at the edge of the uh, of the shop door uh, defined very things. well. Well, at all, uh, it uh, it rolled it rolled backwards into the uh, stage one, causing us to have to pull the little the little pull handle along the third uh, member out a little bit, and uh, no no big deal. But um, 
only the other day did I realize, well, we have cameras all over the workshop, obviously, uh, inside, outside, you know, every inch of that building is, is, uh, is, is monitored 24 hours a day. And uh, I can't remember if it was Chris or Liza said, like, did it get, did it get caught on the cameras? Oh, oh yes, it did. There's oh, a perfect, I can't wait to, I can't wait a, to see this. Yeah. It's a perfect video. So I think what we'll do is if we can get the, uh, hashtag release the forklift footage trending, uh, mm-hmm. then uh, then perhaps, perhaps we will release it to I the wanna, world. I want to see that. I want to yeah. see that. Yeah. We'll, that uh, sounds funny. Yeah, we'll have to see. So anyway, are speaking... You, are you in the, do you, do you oh. get off the forklift and, and leave it and then it rolls away and then it rolls into another car? I, it, that is what happens. I think, though, it's important to note, you can clearly see me setting the handbrake that does nothing. Um, but uh, it is it is not yeah, user but he, This can't be the first time that you knew that the handbrake didn't work that well. It is not. No, I thought it was on <laughs> flat ground. And to be fair, it starts rolling very slowly. <laughs> it starts very rolling slowly. very slowly. Very, very slowly. Um, so, well, yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait to see the heavily redacted uh, forklift yeah, video. It's going to be great. Well, hey, if we get that, uh, you know, if we get uh, if we get enough push, uh, we'll put a post up on social media, and if people react to it strongly, then... That, uh, might, be a, that might be a good uh, Patreon release right there. Well, we could do it. We could do an early release on Patreon. Well, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, speaking of forklifts rolling into people and things, we have uh, none other than... Australian Land Rover legend uh, and uh, and creator, uh, co-creator of the uh, Seriously series, uh, both YouTube channels and films and everything else. Jeff uh, joining us all the way, all the way from Western Australia, and uh, we've finally calibrated time zones, and uh, we've had to uh, we've had to adapt the interview machine uh, to uh, be compatible uh, with the Western Australia time zone. But we have figured it out. Um, and uh, we're ready to get them on the show. All right. Can't wait to see it. Let's go. All right. Well, we're joined all the way from Australia. Uh, the other side by, of the world. Yeah. The other side of the world by our, our, our friend uh, Jeff from Seriously Series, uh, Land Rover YouTube uh, phenomenon uh, and all around uh, Australian Land Rover good guy. So, Jeff, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. It is so good to finally uh, have you on. Uh, both Ike and I are big fans of uh, of your YouTube uh, your YouTube content, and uh, of course your love of uh, the tarp as a recovery tool. So, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Now, I have got this Lucas translator box here. If you can't understand what I'm saying, it obviously cuts yeah. in and out a little bit, yeah, so yeah. we can switch that on yeah, if people no are worries. struggling. But uh, thank you very much for having us on on yeah, the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so let's let's start off as we do with everyone to kind of uh, calibrate them. Uh, what in the world uh, was it that uh, attracted you uh, to uh, Land Rover to the Green Oval? Well, it wasn't actually attraction at all. It was uh, fate, you could say. <laughs> I, I synchronicity. That's the word. That's the word, Ike. Um, so I came out of school. I've had a bit of a gap year, did a bit of work, went traveling around Australia. And when you're 18, there's one thing that you want, and it's a brand new car. But you realize really quickly that you can't afford it. So I came up with the uh, idea that maybe I build one, maybe I restore one. Right. And to quote Jeremy Clarkson, you know, how hard could it be? <laughs> a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> so um, so I actually wanted a, a World War II Willys Jeep, but they were too expensive. So yep. I ended up getting a 1961 Land Rover Series 2. Nice. And the more I worked on it, the more I struggled, the more frustration that sort of came out of it. I guess it's like almost like Stockholm Syndrome. You That's kind of right, fall yeah. in love with it. Yep. It captures That's you right. into it. And <laughs> You're the prisoner, though. Yeah, yeah the prisoner. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. They keep you poor. Yep. Um, 
<laughs> so, yeah, so I basically pretty much trial and error just sort of taught myself how to do most of it. I was very fortunate, though, the gentleman that I bought it off, he sort of was going through a transition in his life mm-hmm. and he ended up helping out with it a bit and showed me a mm-hmm. few tricks of the trade and that sort of rekindled his interest in Land Rovers again too. So he actually ended up going out and buying another one and mm-hmm. that basically got him back onto the, the Landy train again. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was really nice. And So, so- you, you reinfected someone who was almost cured. Correct, Ike. Correct. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, no, and now, now I can say with confidence he's got it worse than me. Yeah. He's oh. got something <laughs> like 15, 15 Range Rovers. He's oh. got Series 2s, 3s, um, yeah. He's yeah. got it all now. So, so full full relapse. It just goes to show you, no matter uh, yeah, no matter how well vaccinated you are, uh, it's always the possibility for reinfection. <laughs> That's uh, you know, you can never oh. be too careful. <laughs> well, you know, you can never have enough of a good thing. That's right. And it's it's only an addiction if you admit that you have to cut back. That's you know? exactly and, right. And, and he hasn't admitted that he has oh, to cut back yeah, yet. Yeah, that's right. No, if you don't no, admit you no. have a problem, you don't really have a problem. I think that's no, does he no. does he want some more? <laughs> well. He's got like twelve acres, so mm-hmm. there's still a few little areas he could sneak a few more in. So yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Fantastic. For we'll sure. fill up a container and send it uh, send it your way. We're going to take a very quick break to hear from this sponsor. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And now back to the show. Speaking of a container full of Land Rovers, so um, how, uh, you know, what are you currently driving? Uh, what Land Rovers do you have? Uh, what, how many Trayback Land Rovers? I was just visiting our friend, uh, visiting our friend uh, Jack in Brisbane uh, there. Oh, yes. He had a very cool Trayback yeah. Series uh, uh, 2, which uh, was like the most quintessentially Australian like, Land Rover. <laughs> like, uh, of course, it's a Series Trayback, and I, I believe it was a, a converted diesel engine as well. So it had like everything you need to oh. be a really legit Australian Land Rover, and uh, yeah, I was. I have to say, uh, having I, I just got back a week ago there from uh, Brisbane, and uh, just the general sense of uh, of Mad Maxness uh, in the air there, with uh, every vehicle having a snorkel and a trayback, uh, is fantastic. And like a you know an eighty year old woman getting out of uh, you know getting out of a Toyota with a trayback and a snorkel, I'm like, this is the greatest country in the world. It's amazing. <laughs> and then immediately going and fighting a kangaroo. But uh, what do you? Uh, so what do you? What do you currently have? What's in the stable? Well, so the Seriously series, we, we call it a fleet, and it's split over, I guess, two parts of Australia. So we've got mm-hmm. a fleet in Tasmania, which is on the eastern side, and then the names of the states here in Australia are pretty self-explanatory. I'm in Western right. Australia, which is on right. the western side. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. It does, eh? It's easy. You can't get lost. <laughs> and so I um, I have here in Western Australia, I have a 1961 Land Rover Series 2, 88-inch, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I pretty much drive that every day. I'm actually just yep. about to go out on a trip in a few hours, and that out push. And then I've got a 1975 Land Rover Series 3, 88-inch, but that's mm-hmm. been all modified for long-range sort of touring. 
uh, oh, cool. here. 88. And then I've... An 88. 88. For long-range touring. Yep. <laughs> it's a concept. <laughs> okay. So, so we, we did... I'll get onto that later on, but um, right. and then we've got a 1983 Land Rover Series Three Stage One, 109 mm. inch. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, which I believe you have an affinity I, with. I Steve. do, I do. I I I, I, I am uh, afflicted with the Stage One uh, as well. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> but this one this one's got a bit of a twist. It actually mm-hmm. came out of the factory with a 4BD1 Isuzu engine in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So um, I'm currently rebuilding the LT95 gearbox in that at mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah, as and all good Stage 1 owners are uh, are doing at any given time. Do you want some more parts for that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got a kitted out 1989 ex-Australian Army Land Rover Parenti, which is our support mm. vehicle and camera vehicle. Yep. And in tow, we tow a 1966 number five trailer, which is a box trailer that was manufactured mm-hmm. for the Australian Army in Mackay. Cool. And then in Tassie, we've got a 1951 Land Rover Series 1 80-inch with the mm-hmm. it's 52 model, so it's the first of the two litres. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a 107-inch station wagon 1957 model, which mm-hmm. is ex-Hydroelectric Commission, so they built cool. the dams. Yeah. And we've got, what else we got? We've got a 75, 1975 Series 3. A utility, which is Damon's, mm-hmm. and that has a GM202 six-cylinder oh, engine cool. in it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was a popular conversion. Holden, right? Holden, that's correct. That's yeah. correct, Ike. Then we've got a tray-back version, and then we've got a 93 Defender 110, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we've got a 98 Disco 1, so it completes the fleet. Wow! Yeah, that's a pretty good set. That is that is a fleet. I think that uh, I would absolutely yeah. define that uh, define that as a fleet. So that's a perfect lead in to uh, you know sort of why have uh, this fleet. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the seriously series. I guess YouTube channel, but also the whole sort of brand. So, yeah. what was the uh, what was the idea behind that? Where did you get started with the idea, and where did the YouTube videos come about? What gave you that uh, inspiration? Oh, well, once again, it was fate, uh, Steve. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. back in 2014, sort of had, I guess it. We all come to a crossroads in our lives, and we come to a pivotal point, and we have to decide: do we turn left? Do we turn right? And basically, I'd come out of university. Um, there wasn't really any work prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, Tasmania at that time where I was living had gone into a recession. The largest mm-hmm. industry in the state, the forestry industry, had collapsed. Mm-hmm. So there just wasn't a lot happening. And while I was at uni, I actually ran a Land Rover spare parts business. And that actually oh, cool. paid my way through university. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons how we collected all these Land Rovers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... I knew there was work in Western Australia and I just had to figure out how to get over there. And I thought mm-hmm. I could hop on a plane, but once I fly over there and I start looking for a job, I'm going to need a car. And yeah. I've got enough cars already. So, you know, why why would I buy another one? And then this is, this is a bit of a twist. I actually had a, and I still got it, a Ford Maverick or a GQ Patrol. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll drive that over. But it had a few parts and a few repairs that needed to be done and I couldn't afford it. Right. But I had all these Land Rover parts and a newly roughly restored Series 2 and I had all this time. I thought, well, why don't I take the Series 2 and if anything goes wrong, maybe I can fix it or have a pretty good chance of being able to do so. Yeah. So I sent off some 
expressions of interest to a few magazines to mm-hmm. see if they actually wanted to publish an article on it because yeah. we'd be driving 3,000 kilometres, you know, across the continent of Australia. Right. And, and then I thought, well, maybe if I film it and take a few photos, that might be nice. And then I contacted my friend Damon, who was doing mm-hmm. a course at the time in cinematography, and he needed mm-hmm. a project. Mm-hmm. And being a landy nut like myself, said, oh, yeah, I'll come along. And I said, we'll split the fuel bill. And he said, yeah, sure. And I said, it's only going to be about series Land Rovers and, you know, no one else will be interested in it. So why don't we call it seriously series? And he said, oh, yeah, that <laughs> sounds pretty good. And I yeah. said, and look, we're just heading west, so we'll call it seriously series heading west. So yeah. that's sort of how that started. And we spent six weeks sort of overhauling the Land Rover, mm-hmm. as you do, putting new bearings in the transfer case. Um, We we didn't have any money, so we tried to find a roof rack, which I had one on a wreck so Mm -hmm. that some farmer had built. So I painted that up and chucked it on the Series 2, and we managed to get a few jerry cans donated from a local army disposal store. And Mm -hmm. then Damon had some plyboard kicking around at his parents' farm, so we made up like a divider to go in the back uh, because, you know, we didn't have money for a draw system. And then we took basically enough fuel for probably 700 miles uh, mm-hmm. because the fuel's very expensive across the Nullarbor and other parts. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So we thought if we can do that, that'll help to save costs. And we chucked out our swags or our one-man tents in or bedrolls. Mm-hmm. And then basically we, we hit the road. And so for the first time in 53 years, the Series 2 left Tasmania and rolled onto the Australian mainland. And it took us two and a half weeks to cross Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't without issues because we're (laughs) in a Land Rover. It was an adventure. You know, Damon got heat exhaustion because we didn't have air con and the exhaust was running right underneath his seat. So we had to take the door tops off because it was probably 100 100 or 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. So it was pretty, pretty hot. And then we were running out of... We had problems with the front wheel bearings and we didn't take mm-hmm. enough lock washers. So we heard there was a toy store or a toy museum in a town called Wilmington. So I've we stopped of off there yeah. and uh, we negotiated with the owner and bought some spare parts and that kept mm-hmm. us going. Yeah, He's a Land Rover enthusiast, yeah? He's got like 80 of them, 80 of them. Yeah. And, some, and yeah. some really, really quite rare ones. And a huge display of toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. It takes you right back to your childhood. And so, yeah, so we did that and... I yeah. didn't have any toys. You know, Ike was, uh, he was raised, uh, he was raised in a oh. barrel. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. you just got a Winchester for your third birthday and that was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, not, not, not even that. that. No. He on squirrels with his bare hands. That's, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. True wow. story. A real mountain yeah, man. Yeah. Far that's out. true. <laughs> you know, Ike, now I'm going to get an email from your mum saying, like, you know, that's not true. You know, why are you so mean to Ike? Uh, it's true. Your mother she's, is such a lovely nice. person. She is. She's, she's a nice. wonderful person. She definitely <laughs> wouldn't have kept you in a barrel and, uh, as a child. Had the barrel to play with, no doubt. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 This reminds yeah. me of the, the three guys who are arguing over who had the, the more difficult childhood. <laughs> and the first one's like... Uh, <laughs> oh, Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first yeah. guy's like, oh, yeah, we lived in a rolled up newspaper in the middle of the street. <laughs> and the second guy's like, a rolled up newspaper? We lived in a lake. <laughs> A lake must have been we had, nice. We had to get up. We had to get up half an hour before we went to bed. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. to continue. Anyways, Tell continue. us about the rest of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we, we had other problems, like we had the, the alternator charge cable came off. Mm. So we mm-hmm. were driving for 10 days without the battery charging, So, which mm. worked fine. Yeah. It's not uh, so bad, yeah. No, no right. it's not It's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we ended up stopping in a town called Kalgoorlie and mm-hmm. uh, a few running repairs. I wound and did a bit of door knocking and ended up getting a job. Um, mm-hmm. And Damon met his uh, the wife well, uh, in those wow. couple of days. Wow. And then we had... Fruitful Very stuff. Fruitful. They've got two kids now, so definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we we pretty much were down to our last at one hundred and fifty dollars. So we spent a hundred on fuel and fifty on food, and then mm-hmm. we had you know another six hundred miles to basically get to the coast, mm-hmm. and we were probably you know thirty miles away from the coast, and we were on down to our last jerry can. So we tipped that in, and we pretty much just made it and so um the next day we drove down to the beach and we put the you know the front tires of the series two into the right into the water just just near it because we don't mm-hmm. want it to rust and uh yeah <laughs> you know that, that was the first time it's ever seen the indian ocean so it was wow. pretty pretty remarkable and you still have that 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 car is still with you you still have that car the series two i drive every day oh, yeah that's amazing that's yep. so yep. cool so i've i've that's had that so since cool. i was 18 and I paid probably two hundred and fifty dollars for it, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. back then, so and yeah. subsequently uh, twenty thousand dollars in parts. But uh, oh, but, yeah, definitely, the initial... Def- <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but that's fine. lots that's of love, fine. lots of love. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's super cool. So then that film, uh, you guys turned that that footage into uh, into a film, essentially. So, so we turned it into a what you used to call it back then a web series and we put it up on youtube but more for ourselves we you know we we didn't know what we were doing we didn't know if we'd make it or not and (laughs) we we did and we Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it and damon you know went off and he ended up working with the bbc and filmed a david attenborough documentary and that's how he picked up a heap of really good skills and camera gear and Mm -hmm. and so i'd gone off and started working but I sort of found at that time it wasn't really for me, but I, I love doing these Land Rover trips. So I said to Damon, mm-hmm. I said, why don't we do another one and let's mm-hmm. try and aim for film, aim for TV. Um, mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, Ben, suggested this Canning Stock Route, which is mm-hmm. 1,100 miles and I think it's the world's longest track. Mm-hmm. crosses like some three or four deserts. And... Wow. You know, there's no towns, there's no Starbucks, there's no, you know, forms of civilization across the entire length. Stephen, Stephen couldn't go. I, I can bring I, my own Starbucks <laughs> with me. I have a way to pack it with me now, so that's all right. It's okay. Well, you, right. you'll like this. There's a lot of guys running around in those other land derivatives here with mm. macchino or mochaccino machines in the back and all the rest and kale mm. smoothies. Yep. So Yeah, 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 yeah. You yep. know, I have. Uh, I'm a big fan, as I'm sure you are, of uh, of Ronnie Dahl. Uh, and uh, every time he does a rig review of somebody in the uh, you know Western Australia Treyback uh, off road vehicle <laughs> reviews, uh, a lot of them do have the uh, 
have the coffee machines built right into them. I have to say, I have a little hand pump one that uh, lets me make a single espresso, which is fine. It's good enough for me. But uh, yeah, man, I got to get into the uh, I got to get into the Ronnie doll like, uh, you know, fully built out, uh, you know, sort of uh, Starbucks uh, barista situations in the back of my uh, land. It's because we don't have Trebex here. If we did, I'm sure we could figure out how to make that work. But it just seems uh, it seems a, a bridge too far. Uh, for North America, unfortunately. Look, Steve, you get Jack to sort one out for you, Dobbo down under. Ike and I will bring all the tools and the actual cold cappuccinos, the beer, and I yep. think we'll be sorted. I think so. I think it's a. Uh, I think that sounds like uh, that sounds like the makings of a perfect uh, internet Land Rover collaboration. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to make that happen. I know Jack would be a game to uh, yeah to lend us a, a tray back or or two. He's got a he's got an electric one that he's working on a, a series three, I believe, electric uh, conversion that he's working on. That might be that might be a fun thing to do. Uh, I, I imagine in the outback, there's not a lot of uh, high capacity rapid charging points. Uh, maybe there are. I don't know. There's um. There's to one. recharge it with an exercise bike. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, put a panel out and just have a long wait, you know? Um, yeah, that's right. That's fine. We're not in a hurry, you know? No, no, we'll no. Get, a, get about 200 miles every three or four days. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine. It is, you know? it is actually quite funny, though. Some of the remote towns out here do actually have um, charging points. Though. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you just have to probably pick those out and. Chuck it into your GPS or navigator. Yeah, and figure and it out. Off, get the. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we'd have to spare you know five ten percent of the battery for the uh, cappuccino uh, machine, but. Uh, oh. But other than that, other than that, it would be it would be, be, be straight ahead. So, so then you know after the uh, you know after sort of figuring out, okay, well we're gonna do we're gonna do this little bit of a film. Then um, you know sort of what what happened from there. What uh, what was the next step? There, uh, we were going to chuck everything in. It was going to be mm-hmm. all in. Uh, so, um, with a good help of a good friend of mine, Ben Broder, who um, mm-hmm. was managing a four-wheel drive store, mm-hmm. uh, heaps in contact with ARB, um, mm-hmm. and sure. we sat down and we fleshed out a sponsorship proposal. And awesome. so, we pursued, you know, we got ARB on board, we got um, Expedition Centre or Front Runner, um, we then got cool. Tire Plier Engineering, Icom Radios, Toyo Tires, um, got a few magazines interested mm-hmm. in it also and then that took basically two and a half years to put together and then yep. because of the sheer the sheer distance that you have to do with the the canning stock route uh i didn't like the idea of cutting up the series too you know that's just mm. too special you know it's, right it, it's yeah. your first you know you don't yeah. do that so yeah. i thought new series new land rover so mm-hmm. I put a advertisement out there on we we call it Gumtree down here or yeah, mm-hmm. the same yeah. as um, Craigslist um, yeah. or Craig as we call it and uh, basically set, asked if there was any you know eighty eight inch Series three Land Rovers getting around because they're quite rare mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there was in a small town called Meekathara. So did I you dro- get a did you get a game model? It's not that game. It's not that game. Mm. No, it's too bad. No. For those of you not familiar, the game is a special Australian edition Series 388 that has uh, like uh, factory uh, mud guards, you know, around the fenders. And it has a, a black and yellow sort of paint scheme oh, and cool. a bull bar, I think, and little corner protectors on the rear wheels and special spoke wheels. And it's a, it's a fancy, fancy Australian model. An Ike. Because they're um, they're alloy. No, they're not alloy. They're uh, 
chrome plated rims actually yeah they're they're, yeah. they're fancy they're, they're steel yeah. spoke rims so yeah. they, they look a little oh, different yeah. than the normal series oh, yeah. threes yeah 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 i always like to see those game models those rims are quite rare because as we know the oil sweats out and then goes onto the chrome and then pits right. all the chrome right. so if you can get a good rim <laughs> you know you've, yeah. you've hit the big time yeah um, so, what did, so what did you end up finding just just a regular 88 inch series mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. Nice. so um yeah so I, I bought it sight unseen and drove up there and picked it up and naturally when you buy a land rover they say oh look we've got another one here we'll chuck it in for you for spare parts so um so which has proved to be very very handy and then mm-hmm. i brought it back and spent probably a year and a half basically stripping it down and overhauling it and i'd accumulated a lot of spare parts over the years so we decided to modify it with as many accessories that were available back in 1975 so we fitted the 16 gallon long range tanks on the driver's Mm -hmm. side and passenger side we then had um fuel lines out of a ex-australian army land rover series 2a so that links the two tanks together and then you've got a brass tap where you can flick it from left to right and then we also had a aero parts capstan winch which we fitted Mm -hmm. to the front of it and then we got the last set of old man emu but also the last set of the polyurethane bush kits that they actually used to make so we chucked that into the vehicle too. Cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we fitted uh, HF radio and roof rack and all the rest mm-hmm. basically and got that mm-hmm. ready to to do the canning. And so, yeah, so we set off and there was a lot of work involved getting everything organised, um, you know, accessories and that didn't come on time as they always do. And, and then you load up the vehicle and you find, oh, it's a bit heavier than it needs to be so you've got to shift <laughs> right? stuff around or in our case put some heavy duty leaf springs underneath it mm-hmm. and uh yeah off off we went and it was a yeah a crazy crazy adventure um what was the craziest thing that happened so the the wor- the most annoying thing that happened was we had <laughs> dirty fuel uh, oh no yeah, yeah dirty fuel the craziest thing that happened was the motor fell out oh. of the series three uh, but luckily, luckily, where we were parked mm-hmm. uh, up for the night, they mm-hmm. just bulldozed an old windmill, an old Southern Cross mm. windmill, and they're mm-hmm. from the 1930s, and they're all held together with Whitworth bolts. So I had my oh. Whitworth set of spanners and sockets, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was able to take some of the bolts out. And then Damon's a bit of a farm hand, so he went off and procured some old fencing wire, <laughs> and we created essentially a cradle by putting two bits of angle iron across the wings of the um, Series 3 at the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've taken the bonnet off by this stage anyway because it just got in the way when you're working on the engine all the time. Right. And um, <laughs> the, the motor and the transmission back round to where it should be, jacked it up and then put uh, heavy-gauge fencing wire under the front and under the back mm-hmm. of the motor. And then one of the gearbox mounts is had actually shattered too so we stuck that all back together with sisaflex drilled a hole through it and then put a whitworth bolt through it and then bolted that back in place and this was after we'd um snapped our axle too so we were mm. driving on the front axle 
So the, wow. all the rubber mounts are what failed and caused the engine to come out of your car? Pretty much, yeah. But it didn't didn't damage the radiator? No, no, we still had one left. So we were very fortunate <laughs> and we weren't braking too hard at that stage. So it wasn't going to, you know, chew its way all the way through and come out the front <laughs> as they do. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, wow. sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, and there was heaps of other stuff that, yeah came up and now this way. this all did culminate in a in a, a film project right at the end of uh, at the end of that you did uh, create uh, a a bbc-esque uh, documentary of this trip yeah correct correct um after the you know the trauma had settled and the dust had settled um <laughs> damon did a fantastic job and he actually edited it into a film which took us mm-hmm. a good couple of years to do because uh, yeah, it's well. a bit of a you know a bit of a learning curve yeah. and we pretty much had it ready in i think 2017 but then damon's mm-hmm. actually in the uh, army reserves here or the home guard and yeah. he got deployed to Afghanistan. So oh we goodness. actually had to do the final edit via text message while he was on a base in Afghanistan. So <laughs> um, we finally got that done. And then, yeah, we COVID hit. So we were like, we can't yeah. get it out to the film festivals that we wanted to get right. it out to. Right. So we ended up distributing it through a few cinemas here um, mm-hmm. and basically I'd go to the cinema, we'd do a showing, and then we'd have a Q&A afterwards. Mm-hmm. And now things have obviously calmed down, as you know, yep. with COVID, yep. and now it's hitting the international film circuit. It's on Apple TV here in Australia, and we're hoping to get it on your correct Apple TV over there <laughs> in the coming <laughs> right, months. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so everyone can enjoy it. So our goal is to try and get it out to as many of our fans and followers, uh, which we've got, because everyone's... Mm-hmm. You know, spent time watching our videos. They've either helped us out mm-hmm. in some way, and we're really big on trying to give back to the community. That's awesome. So, where can people go to, um, you know, to either you know get the film paper, what, what, or, or perhaps even see it at a, at a festival near them? Yeah. But where do people see it right now? So it's it's just finished showing in Toronto at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, the Toronto mm-hmm. Liftoff International Film Festival. It's currently showing at the Liftoff. Uh, International Film Festival in New York, which will be shown mm-hmm. there for a month. Um, there's mm-hmm. details on our Facebook page where you can actually just buy a ticket and you can mm-hmm. watch the film and heaps of other films that are available there. And as I said, uh, it will be available on Apple TV in the coming months in your part of the world. Fantastic. And we're working on the UK as of, as of next. And then in two weeks' time, it will be shown at the Garden... Garden Root International Film Festival in Muscle Bay in South Africa. So, oh, cool. Yeah, so it's slowly getting around, but it's entered in 27, yeah, 27 different international film festivals around the world, so we've pretty much got everywhere yeah. covered. So if you follow us on social media, it'll, it'll pop up in your part of the world at some point. How's the reception been to your film? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's actually been a really interesting experience, Ike. Um, Here in Western Australia, because a lot of people have done the canning and all the rest, um, Mm -hmm. they sort of understand all the stuff that went wrong. And so it's almost a bit of like the gods must be crazy kind of reception. You know, a very dry comedy, <laughs> yeah. which it is sort of. Yeah. It's yeah. um, yeah. it's ridiculous <laughs> the stuff that goes wrong. But the yeah. further you get away from Western Australia, and particularly showing it overseas, you know, people haven't mm. seen 
you know this this part of the world most people in australia haven't so um the reception is a lot more sort of sobering i guess mm-hmm. you know people enjoy mm-hmm. it but they're just sort of taking in you know the the amazing drone shots that damon got you know the the red sand dunes you know the um mountain ranges that are out there and all the rest so it's it's been good it's been really positive yeah that's sort of a legendary you know uh, uh trip or track there through uh the australian outback so i think a lot of land rover enthusiasts especially are you know familiar with it at least you know but uh you know maybe they've never been there maybe they've never seen a film about it but i'm sure they'll be excited to to watch your film and uh sort of get a sense or a taste of uh what uh, that place has in store for them sounds like lots of aggravation yeah 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 Char- <laughs> character building character building on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Type two fun that makes for the best entertainment anyways that's why we all love fail videos uh, so much uh, uh we enjoy right. we enjoy seeing someone's uh, struggle so uh well that's fantastic so people can find out your facebook page and obviously the youtube channel you've got great content even some tarp-based content going up there, which, as you know, we are obviously uh, fans of. Uh, Ike and I have uh, been uh, up here in uh, Oregon shooting some brand new tarp-based content, so uh, that'll be uh, that'll be good. Uh, you, nothing nearly as practical as your uh, tarp uh, tip, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, all nonsense. Uh, yeah, we only uh, we uh, specialize in nonsense. So, uh, but yeah, but no, but great, uh, great videos on the YouTube and uh, and just generally speaking, like a, a really, uh, really great, uh, really great sort of brand. And uh, yeah, can't wait. I haven't. I was going to try to uh, uh, to watch the film here, uh, but uh, we'll see. I'm going to be in New York in two weeks, so uh, maybe I'll try to I'll try to catch it at the festival. I'm looking very uh, looking very forward uh, indeed. But uh, Jeff, of course, we can't let you go uh, as it is part of the uh, guest contract uh, to uh, run uh, our own uh, gauntlet. Uh, and oh, that is, yes. of course, the uh, the famous Ike Goss uh, lightning round uh, questions. Uh, so uh, Ike, uh, take it away. All right. Are you familiar, Jeff, with the uh, lightning round? I am. I am. I've I've stretched and lumbered up for this. I've been practicing all week. Let's do it. All right. All right. So you know that it's it's short questions and, and brief answers and uh, sort of a rapid fire succession. Is that right? Pretty brutal. Yep. All right. Uh, just uh, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Born ready, Ike. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Bronze or East Nor Green? East Nor Green. Leaf springs or coils? Leaf. Petrol or diesel? Petrol. Manual or automatic transmission? Definitely manual. GPS or Astrolabe? Well, I'm actually Jeff, so I call it a Jeff positioning system, so GPS. GPS, all right. Yeah, Didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah. Didn't expect that. I nice. always know where I am. Yep. Bias ply or radial? Oh, it depends. No, no, it doesn't. Quick answer. <laughs> radial. Gut, what's your gut reaction? Radial. Radial. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> and the best way to remove gear oil from your underwear? Oh, truck wash. Truck Ooh. wash. I like oh, it. Yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Not yeah. always practical, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, but effective. So you, effective. you just wait until you come across a, ch- a truck wash to do that. <laughs> I actually always carry a little bit for cleaning my hands. Do you remove yeah, them? Wait, wait, wait. Do you remove them before <laughs> you use the truck wash? I, I generally do. I generally do. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it itches too much otherwise. It yeah, just itches not too always, much. But sometimes. Sometimes. Perfect score. Thank you again for the time 
time. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get over there at some point, or uh, or you're welcome, of course, here uh, anytime. Yeah. We have plenty of uh, long, uh, dangerous roads for you to break down on uh, over <laughs> here as well. So uh, you're welcome to come uh, join us anytime. And again, thanks, and uh, and come back sometime, will you? And uh, and chat with us some more. I'm sure there's even, uh, especially as the show rolls out across the uh, world and more people have seen it, I'm sure uh, it would be great to uh, do a little bit deeper dive uh, in that. But uh, thanks again for your time. We uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. No worries. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. All right. Well, super fun to talk to uh, Jeff. Man, that guy is uh, that guy is amazing. It sounds like a pretty fun <laughs> sounds like a pretty fun trip. Anytime your motor falls out and you uh, and you and you keep going with uh, bailing wire and uh, and parts of an old windmill, you know that's a great trip. Sounds like something he's done before. You know, uh, he's uh, scavenging windmills. So if you live in Australia, check your windmill for check missing your, bolts. Check your windmills, yeah, which is just a good tip, anyways. I think just generally speaking. Um, so uh, speak. Speaking of uh, windmills uh, missing bolts, uh, we have a limited quantity, limited quantity of the uh, Retro 80 Yellow Series 1 shirts back in stock. So head on over to the Underpowered Hour store. Yeah, if you guys have seen this design, it is uh, killer. Yeah, Uh, Daniel Tomlinson of Retro 80 really knocked it out of the park. This has been an extremely popular one, and uh, we've never really made anything popular before. And I guess we still haven't because Daniel made them. But uh, you should definitely get your hands on this. We we won't be able to keep them in stock, I guarantee you. No, this is probably the last run we'll uh, we'll do. We've got some other things uh, coming up, some different uh, designs from uh, yet... uh, yet more uh, Land Rover-centric uh, artists, and we want to try to feature that and, and make this stuff as exclusive as possible. But there was simply such an overwhelming uh, you know, outcry that uh, we were sold out of uh, certain sizes that we went ahead and did uh, and did a second run. So head on over there and, uh, and get those uh, shirts. We'll uh, ship them off to you uh, to enjoy in your uh, Land Rover or in your Land Rover-adjacent uh, activities. Uh, and if you haven't, speaking of being on the internet, if you haven't uh, checked out and followed... Uh, Jenna and Liza on uh, Instagram uh, to see their rebel journey at uh, Overland Her at Overland underscore Her. Uh, that's their uh, that's their uh, Instagram tag, and you can uh, check out all the things that they're doing. They're uh, training in the uh, deserts of Oregon and California, and prepping the Defender, and learning uh, everything about mapping and compassing and uh, everything else. Uh, well, uh, Ike and I are uh, trying to prevent forklifts from backing into things. So certainly, <laughs> certainly much more interesting to follow uh, Overland Her than uh, the uh, hashtag release the forklift footage uh, project. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know. You have to see, I guess. I'm looking forward to it. No, it's going to be great. Well, Ike, as always, it has been a uh, pleasure and uh, good luck uh, out there. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Steven, I'll see you on the trail. The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.